pure, authentic conversation that's soulfully casual. So grab your favorite beverage, sit in your favorite chair. Here is your host, Maddie Ice. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Soulfully Casual. I am your host, Matt Freights, and I hope this is finding you in a good place and in a, a good headspace. It's very important these days that we stick to our guns and trying to make mental health a paramount idea, I guess, in society. It's the middle of winter for us on the East Coast. It's raining, it's snowing, it's cold. And I know that a lot of times it can be very, very difficult trying to find an even keel ground for your head and feel like things are going to be okay. So we're not on YouTube this week. I'm having some automation issues on this side of the house that I'm trying to figure out. Nothing that we can't get can't get past, but we may be going to the Stone Age here pretty soon. We may be going back to our roots of just me and a headset. We'll see what happens. But for this week, I want to present something to you that's a little bit different. Normally, my, my recording cadence is that I get into the studio, usually on Monday or Tuesday, and I try to bang out the content that I have coming up for the week. Sometimes I can get ahead. This particular week, a known voice on this show, my brother-in-law Mike, was in my ear via text message about some topics in the world, some of them not pertaining to this particular show, some of them are sports related, one of them was not, and it was the Joe Rogan saga that we've been hearing about for the last week. While I do have many thoughts, it was interesting time, the interesting timing of it was that I was going to record an episode about this very thing when I stepped into the studio. So I asked Mike if he wanted to come on, and what we ended up doing was having a nice conversation that was not staged around the idea that it was an episode being recorded, just a conversation. So I want to share that with you, and it's a little bit different, but I hope you enjoy it. So here is me and Mike talking about Joe Rogan, the idea of censorship, and Spotify. Enjoy. So you... What, uh, what song does David Burlesby play, by the way? I just forgot. Blues Traveler. <laughs> Blues Traveler. Oh, but, that's right. That's right. Yeah, I look that up. Yeah. By the way, this is, oh, I hit record already. So this is staying in. Um, oh, and this perfect. Is, is perfect. Yeah. So for those of you who, uh, who, who've never seen Mythic Quest, you should go watch Mythic Quest because it's, it's absolutely wonderful. It's on Apple Plus or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. That's right. We can swear. And uh, I'm not saying that you should, you know, go out and buy the service, but I'm saying you should go out and buy the service because uh, Ted Lasso and Mythic Quest yeah. are 100% worth it in my mind. Yeah. I would pay for those two alone. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. And we already pay like a whole bunch for Disney and all that stuff. So, so you, uh, exactly. you got in my ear earlier today, and uh, as you know, with me, you should know better because if it's not recorded, <laughs> it never happened. And so sure. you actually got in my ear about some stuff that I wanted to talk about today. So we're going to talk about both of them, and they're going to show up in different places wherever I feel like it. Is that cool with you? That's fine. Yeah, I'm sure you'll cut me in there and make me look like a genius. No, I will either cut you to make you look like a conspiracy theorist, or I will cut you <laughs> to look like a genius, one of the two. The one you actually got in my ear about that was more intriguing is Joe Rogan, in my mind. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, the stuff with the NFL, I think, is intriguing for different reasons. But Joe Rogan is very intriguing to me because, so what's it been? Uh, two weeks or a week since Neil Young mm -hmm. wanted to cancel Joe Rogan. And right. at least that's the, that's kind of the way I look at I it. I mean, I assume that's what he wanted. Or maybe he was just saying he didn't want to share the platform. But in some way, it feels like if you're going to be uh, visible or... Are you gonna you're gonna make a stink about it? You probably are trying to say me or him. I assume. So here's my thing. This this is just the way I thought about it. I spent a lot of time thinking about it because as a podcaster now, the 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 whole idea of like media is way different than it ever used to be. Like anybody can be in the media. Technically, every 
every right. you know Jane and Joe podcaster like me who can pick up a mic and put their their name out and their their words out in the cosmos can be considered a part of the media. But when I think about Joe Rogan's platform specifically, he's a podcaster who has a large audience, but he's not mm -hmm. a member of the media per se. Like he is no. in that he is a UFC commentator and all that kind of yeah. stuff. And by definition, that makes him a part of the media. And technically, I guess by definition, as a podcaster, he is. Mm -hmm. But as a podcaster, we don't have, well, we have creative freedoms to basically be able to do and say whatever we'd like. There really are no rules. There's no FCC kind of the same way that there is for television, you know, major television or, or radio. And so the way that I look at Joe Rogan is that he does predominantly have guests on that sort of further his ideas about what he believes, which is fine mm -hmm. because every news media does that already. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like he has other people on there that don't necessarily share those beliefs. It doesn't have to do with COVID. I think it's across the sure. board anyway. And so when it comes to the COVID stuff and this misinformation, I understand the danger of misinformation, right? Because you, you talk about real propaganda from back in, let's say, Nazi Germany days. And, and th th that's real propaganda. Like, we know this. Yeah. But Joe Rogan having on doctors who maybe don't have a medical opinion that you align with, to me, doesn't necessarily mean that it's misinformation the same way that I think we have seen in the past. I can understand right. the danger. But my question is... At what point are humans, myself included, not the ones to sort of vet that information and decide for themselves what's true? Because if somebody came up to you and said, hey, Mike, the sky is purple, you'd be like, well, you're full of crap, so I'm going to keep walking. Yeah, so I have a couple of good thoughts on this one. And um, so first off, uh, it comes down to like, you know, let's talk about a bit about the two people that got him in trouble, right? The two doctors that came on there and they spread what some people refer to as misinformation. I would argue that um, I've read a couple of really good analysis of what they said. And there was about like 20% good factual information that's not in, I would say not disputed, but probably against the uh, allowed talk about. And about 80% of their stuff is really unjustified and unsupported and not good science. Um, so based upon that though, I guess the, the point though, I'd like to kind of think about is, um, the reason that those guys were even on Rogan in the first place is because Rogan likes to grab people who think about things differently. That's kind of his shtick, right? I'm going to find these people who say something and I'm going to see what, I'm going to talk to them for three hours and I'm going to figure out what the hell they're actually talking about and, and have this long form conversation with pauses and thinking between it. Those, both those dudes have been like canceled off of Twitter already, right? So they were removed from your social media platforms. And in, in basically censoring them on those platforms, they drove them to a bigger platform. Yes. So it's kind of funny in its own way. Um, and so I, I guess with those guys, I would say the, the right answer to that should never be take them off. Don't let them speak. It should be counter them with actual facts. And when you actually read the actual facts, you go, oh, this part of what they're saying is, is actually relatively accurate. Yes, ABC. This part is really unsupported. And so at this point, it's bordering on conjecture. And if someone were to come and say that, they would say, hey, here's the deal. Things like this are probably not helpful to the COVID narrative, whichever side you're on, because uh, it reduces the factuality in it. But it yeah. isn't misinformation to the degree that it's, you know, we, we it, it tends to be like, I think nowadays we define misinformation as any information I don't agree with. 
I don't think that's a very good definition of misinformation. And it's it's a dangerous, slippery slope to get the idea that I'm just going to censor anyone I don't agree with because, you know, I mean, you could look back and say there's plenty of stuff that we said about COVID before that we did. We weren't sure, but it was we thought this mm-hmm. and we were kind of it turns out we were wrong on a couple of those things. Things that were labeled misinformation two years ago are actually more like. Well, yeah. Well, maybe it's not misinformation. Maybe it's just another idea. I mean, isn't that isn't that the pursuit of science though? This pursuit—that's exactly what science is, right? Science is a pursuit of truth. Uh, It's not—it's not finding a solution that fits your preconceived notion. It's basically looking at the information and determining what it's telling you. By the Um, way, you totally missed an opportunity to long pause after you said that Joe Rogan likes to do conversations with long pauses uh, and thought you should have paused for at least a couple of seconds so that you could have like seemed as if you were really giving it some thought there just to produce you actually missed an opportunity there. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Anyway, but on the other side of that coin, though, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of people who are out here talking about the First Amendment. Now, mm-hmm. I feel as if a lot of people get the idea of the First Amendment and actually what it means, right, in the spirit of how it was written. And they mm-hmm. think that it's, well, I'm, I'm free to basically say whatever I want, right, First Amendment. Mm-hmm. But it's it, yeah. it's not really that because if you go right. and read the First Amendment, mostly what it is saying is that it is forbidding or not allowing Congress to forbid us the freedom of speech, freedom assembly, right, all these kinds of things. It's very specific to that language. It doesn't just cover everything that we want to say. And I feel like the yeah, other si- the other side of that, the people who are defending Joe Rogan for having this honor, like First Amendment. And it's like, well, let's back that horse up a little bit. It's a little more nuanced than just blanket First Amendment. Yeah, I mean, it's it's the whole point of the the, the Bill of Rights, you know, is to protect the people from the government. Uh, you know, so the idea is that you know you can't make a law that you know talks about establishing a religion or prohibiting an exercise of a religion uh you can't abridge make a law that abridges the freedom of speech or the freedom of the press or the right of the people to peacefully assemble or to petition the government for a grievance you can't make a law the government can't say you're not allowed to do that anymore right um so the freedom of speech i can say whatever i want that's freedom of speech well not really it's a little more you just can't make a law that limits your speech um uh, or that freedom of speech. And then if you start going to like judicial review, I think, you know, the big things there when it comes down to, yeah, you can say just about whatever you want, unless it's libel or slander, right? So right. basically you can't lie about somebody else, whether it be in written word or in visual and just say it. And you can't do things that would uh, harm the public good. The idea of like yelling fire in a theater. But you can't use the argument of, well, anything I disagree with is the same thing as yelling fire in a theater. Right. And I think that's where people are getting a little confused at this point. No, I, I agree with that. And I I just, fe- you know, feel like it's there, there. this is not a black and white issue in my mind, like this idea. No, I, no, I, not at all. I also, feel, I also feel that in a way, maybe this is crazy, but perhaps Joe Rogan is doing good by having a multitude of guests on that sort of meet the larger narrative. What are you doing over there? I don't know. Is don't, it making noise? Yes, it's making a lot of noise. It's almost Weird. like you are crinkling a milk uh, like container, like a milk <laughs> jug. It is yeah. amazing. Anyway. Sorry. It might be on my side. I have no idea. Either way, we're, we're <laughs> making this work. Yeah, it's definitely not me. Um, but Joe Rogan has had a lot of people on. So, for instance, let's take the COVID stuff. So, he has two, you know, quote unquote, quote unquote quack doctors on. 
I'm just saying, we're just, we're just, but then he's also sure. had, but then he's also had like, say, Sanjay Gupta, right? Who works for he CNN. Yeah. And he has had, so in my mind, he has had people who have sort of spanned the spectrum of, yeah. of different types. And in the way that I look at media, isn't that what we want? We want to hear more than yes. one opinion and one side of it. And it's up to us to decide what we'd like to go with and what we don't want to go with. Like, yeah, you know, I don't know. That's just my my opinion on this stuff, and I feel like it was dangerous to say like we should take Joe Rogan off. Well, Joe Rogan should have a platform somewhere. No, he should, and I think it'd be great. I think if Joe Rogan could take this, and if he he could find some of those, what I you know you know someone who's more of a a COVID centrist, if you will, who doesn't fall into the you know we're all going to die lockdown in your houses if we all weren't in ninety five for twenty one days straight and never took it off and didn't see any other people. If you if not that person and not maybe the I don't even know if the McCulloughs and the Malones are quite on the other side. They're very more skewed towards that other side. But if you were to find someone who's a little more like nuanced about their approach to, to COVID, and there's mm -hmm. plenty of them out there, and when he were to bring them on right following that interview and say, Hey, let me do this long interview with you. What do you think about my interview with Dr. Malone? What do you think about his points? And if they were to say, Hey, actually there's stuff I agree with Dr. Malone on. But there's some other things I think your viewers should be thinking about, and maybe you should think about this. What do you think about this, Joe? I think that would be awesome. Right. And I think he's capable of doing it. He, it wouldn't surprise me if he does it at some point. I just hope he finds the right the right person. He doesn't just take the crazy all the way the other way person because then it just doesn't solve. That's that's like almost both sizing and not actually yes. looking for truth. That's just looking for ratings, you know, listens. Right, right. Yeah. And to be fair, the more guests that he has on that sort of hit every part of the spectrum, the better off his listener base is for hearing it. And also the better off Correct. his show is because he's hitting all these different audiences. I think yeah, right I now, I mean, there's different reasons why I'm not a fan of Joe Rogan. Like he's kind of just douchey in general, but that's not <laughs> like has nothing to do with his, <laughs> it's nothing to do with like his politics and, and anything like that. It's more to do with just, I don't know. He's, he seems like he, he's a smug guy, but I thought his reaction to this was telling in that he actually didn't say like, no, screw you, I'm gonna do whatever I want. He was like, you know what, I do need to do better. Like as the host in the in the putting together of the show, I actually do need to do better. So I'm gonna do that. And I think that's the right approach. Like, hey, no, okay, so a bunch of people don't don't necessarily agree with this particular person. All right, fine. But his job as an entertainer is to have people on that get him what he wants, which is clicks sure. and listens and followers. Yeah. and. I think people are for kind of forgetting about that a little bit. Like it's entertainment. Right. They're, they're also forgetting that like there's no matter what he puts out there, there is going to be a segment of society that's going that now has a voice via Twitter or whatever um, that's going to hate it and say why it's so dangerous. You know, if he had on, you know, Paul Offit, who is a well-respected, uh, you know, vaccine positive, you know, vaccine doctor, you know, he's created some vaccines. He's very... Uh, he was on the vaccine FDA vaccine advisory committee. And he came on there. He told him a really straight hair. Here's the positives of the vaccine. So like, there would be a ton of people who would be Joe Rogan. You're spreading dangerous information about vaccines. It's going to kill our kids. And, you know, there's going to be somebody like that. Yep. It doesn't matter what you say. You, right. If you try to, ch if you try to chase that too much, um, you're, you're never going to get it right. So you might as well just play. I think that's kind of the key for him is it he, he should be looking at trying to chase the truth. Oh, I agree. Um, and if he does that, he's going to hit on either side of it and people are going to be pissed off. But yeah, we can't get into this mode in society where anytime someone says something you don't like, you just stop listening or you, that's just not the way to, to really think like an adult. 
<laughs> I mean, you know I'm a big Levitard guy, and since they've moved off of ESPN, they have gone in a little bit of a different direction because they can talk about more things because they're not beholden to just talking about many of the topics that like ESPN wants to talk about, like Aaron Rodgers, the Cowboys, you know, all that <laughs> sure. kind of stuff, right? And they have people on that kind of run the gamut of, of the spectrum as well, and yeah. they let them say their piece, and they challenge them as guests, I mean, as, as interviewers, and I think that's the whole point, right? Right. You have somebody on there, if they're saying something that maybe you don't align with, use ask follow-up questions to get them to continue to clarify their point. Correct. But one of the things I don't like is people saying, well, Spotify should take him off. Well, Spotify is a private business. They're yeah. not the government, and they can decide whatever it is internally what they'd like to do with their policy. Uh, where I work has a different policy on vaccines and stuff like that. And I follow it just because it was, it was something I already did anyway, but yeah. they have a, like, they have a policy that I'm not allowed to go to political rallies as a government employee. So mm -hmm. not allowed to do that. And if I do yeah. that and I, I'm found out I can be fired. So that's a, that's right. a policy of theirs. And if Spotify looked at it and probably feels that from a business perspective, this is not a good move, which I agree with, but also <laughs> yeah. they're again in the business of getting ratings and Joe Rogan has been doing that. I mean, Joe Rogan has so many followers and listeners. And again, if you yeah. go back and look at all the people that he's had on, he's had on a bunch of people that are just entertaining. Look at, remember Elon Musk got in trouble for smoking oh, yeah. a joint on his show, which was like, who cares? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> And Elon Musk, I don't think is like a crazy kook, like anti-vaxxer guy. I think he's like a Bitcoin, no. you know, like smart guy. He, not smart guy, but like he, he's a he's a scientist or you know, and businessman. He he's a businessman. He's a libertarian, I think, and and so I'm sure that rubs a lot of people the wrong way. Um, but uh, you know, so be it. There's people here, like I said. There's always going to be something that someone's going to not agree with something and said on there. I agree. I don't think Spotify should pull them off. I mean, I guess they could. I don't care. Uh, it's their business. But like, know, I think all that's going to happen is he's just going to go somewhere else and continue making his show. Yes. As he should. Yes. You know, but as he should have the right to do. <laughs> but like, my question is, what what is the benefit, do you think, of these artists who want to have their catalogs taken off of Spotify in some moment of, like, it's some move of solidarity that sort of says, like, well, I don't align with Joe Rogan. Well, just because your music is on the same platform doesn't mean there's no correlation to the fact that you align with him in any way. No, it's and I guess it's, there's better much, ways of doing that, isn't there? Than just saying like, "Well, take my music off his platform." I, I, yeah, I would say there's plenty of ways to do that. I, I think it's typical of our. Uh, I feel like we've gone this way to where uh, we <laughs> we in America do a lot more signaling of things than actually doing something. We, we talk a lot. We don't actually do a lot sometimes. And this is an example of like talking a lot. They say, I'm going to pull my Spotify, my music off of Spotify. Okay. Like you're not doing anything to solve whatever problem you're doing. All, you're, all you've done is you said, I'm taking my music off Spotify. Oh, by the way, like it, I, I made this joke to you in, in a text. I'm going to bring it up anyway. I That's think fine. it's kind of, I think it's ironic that a group, the group of so far I've seen uh, like, uh, who is it? It's Neil Young. Yep. It's um, Boomer. Joni Mitchell, and then uh, Boomers. yeah, like Crosby, Crosby, Stills, and Nash, right? You isn't, know, isn't one of them dead? Did I kill somebody by accident? Are all three of them know, alive? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But keep, like, so keep, they're the ones that keep pulled, talking. I'll look it up. So they pulled the uh, they pulled their music off. I think it's ironic that these are all like bands that bro they grew up in like the '60s protest era of music, right? It was like protest against you know the lies that the government is telling us or the People are trying to ratchet down on our freedoms and we need to just be able to live our lives. And 
they kind of have made themselves off of that movement, right? The flower power movement and, and it's beyond. I think it's ironic that they are literally saying, they're essentially now going, please censor, uh, please censor who we don't agree with. Please censor people. Please don't allow us to have freedom. Freedoms are bad. Joe Rogan is bad and therefore I don't want to be associated. It's just kind of funny to me. And it's like, dude, like I thought you, I would assume that like you're the counterculture, like, but now you're just part of the culture. And now I guess you're not, you're just, you're a show for the man now, you know, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> what, what happened to Neil Young? When did you become a show for the man? He wrote the greatest protest song of the eighties, but, uh, you know, rocking in the free world. Now he's like, uh, no, uh, <laughs> By the way, just so you know, they're all alive, all four of them. It's Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young now. So they have, they are a quartet. They were, yeah, they were eventually, they were a quartet. I think Neil Young broke away and they were just a trio, but they've done a little bit of both throughout the years. It is kind of interesting though, when you think about Woodstock and where a great number of some of these artists either, either started or, or came right after. Mm -hmm. And the whole point of Woodstock was basically to be anti the establishment anti everything right. that was popular everything that they told you to do and yet we've yeah. kind of gotten to this weird place where being anti-establishment now isn't cool anymore it's almost seen as dangerous a little bit isn't it right it's, it is it's odd i think it's a weird time um like i wonder like you know what what happened to us to a degree where like there should be a healthy amount of um you know f the man especially in our young people um i think it's weird you know because there's a lot of this uh there's a there's a huge amount of people that are like i trust whatever the government tells me and that's a weird thing for young people they 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 should be kind of a little bit untrusting that's okay that's how like people that's how we prevent like people who are like long-standing and like bureaucracies from like over overstepping their bounds because there's a healthy level of skepticism at a young age that, that holds them to like hey wait a minute what about this if the whole society is just like whatever they say must be right that's that's not good like i don't know how we got there <laughs> it is kind of weird isn't it like how yeah. young people young people seem to be more conformists in ways that are different than they used to be like they're not conformist when they talk about how they should spend their money you know like when people like us are, are saying you should settle down you know you should buy a house or whatever and they're like no i'm not right. doing that but yet oh you should do everything the government tells you with all this other stuff like the government wants to get rid of student loans yeah you should do that everybody should do that yeah student loans uh i look at you know these college kids who are restricted like they are in college right now you know most of them with three vaccines and super healthy and you know they're being subjected to basically sit in your dorm room don't talk to other people here take another vaccine that you probably don't need uh that really won't do much for anything but you must do it or we're going to kick you out of school and the response is okay and i get it they don't have a lot of power because they don't want to lose their spot in that academy or that school that they're in right the the, the academic structure basically is like they need that in order to move forward in life but like the fact that there's not mass protests all over the nation's uh, college campuses is well, i think shocking well remember or maybe they just don't care they're just doing stuff on their own they're just not getting caught they probably I don't, know. don't care college kids are different yeah. remember the kent state shooting that was because of protests on campus uh, yeah, that's true. Right? Wasn't that back in the 70s, I think? when That when was, no, in the 60s. 60s, okay. Yeah. So, it was a Vietnam, anti-Vietnam protest that uh, the National Guard, I think, yeah. uh, from whatever, where's that, Ohio? 
uh was there kent state is in ohio i believe yeah so i assume that the ohio national guard showed up to try to quell a protest and i don't know how the how it ended up with someone getting shot it seems like <laughs> it's like i assume that's like the needlemeyer from uh animal house being in charge of the uh the group of, of uh yeah it's probably not of ohio national guardsmen <laughs> <laughs> Definitely weird thing. So we've gone off the rails a little bit, but uh, yeah, sorry. No, no, that that's actually fine. Um, you know, I kind of agree. Like, I, I think what I want to stress to the listeners here too is this is a good example of how there's no one way to think about everything. Like, even if you feel a certain way about COVID, and I think it's a personal thing. Like, you do whatever is personally best for you. If it is, you know, wearing masks and doing all those things, then you do that, right? And, sure, sure. And, yeah. and and my point being is that you can align with Joe Rogan with the people he has on. You could not align with him. But the whole point is making your own assessments, getting the information for yourself. And we're not advocating to think either way. We're looking at it all. Like, there's some things that I hate that Joe Rogan does. There's some things that sure. I don't mind that Joe Rogan does. And it's just the way that it works. I'm not personally affected by Joe Rogan's beliefs and whatever he wants right. to do. He wants to take horse tranquilizers or whatever he did. That's not going into my body. I don't really care. Like, right. I, I really don't. But no. I also don't feel outraged when he has guests on that seem to run the gamut. And I understand where people are. But if you are, okay. You don't have to listen to Joe Rogan. And I don't yeah. listen. I actually don't really listen to him unless he had. You Sometimes I'll have a guest that intrigues me, like an old wrestler or some old sports person or something like that. And I'll be like, yeah, yeah I'll check it out, whatever. But for the most part, like he had Gilbert Gottfried on. It was so bad so bad because his voice is so awful awful yeah right and so he has a guest on what every week or is it every day i don't even know what he does i think it's every yeah every day so my point is we're not telling you how to feel we're not saying that joe rogan's a great guy we're just saying it's complicated and i think that that's fair yeah sorry yeah i didn't want to make it clear like i was trying to advocate for either side oh, no. of that covid stuff i was just trying to make an idea of like you know i just i just i look back to my my youth in the high school and and college era and i think of some of the big songs from the you know punk rock bands and and rock bands out there and they're all like kind of anti tell me what to do you know f you i don't do it i, I won't do what you tell me and you know all these things and i'm like well what's the music coming out now it's like gonna be like please put me in my house for another week <laughs> you, know, you know i don't know that's actually a good point like what will we give me another mask so i can feel ultimately safe I think about yeah, and like I said, it's all based. I don't off wanna, of, I don't have any anything that can make me feel unsafe ever in my life. Paint me into, put me into a little soft padded cocoon, and feed me money and TikTok, and allow me to continue. I don't know. Uh, basically, <laughs> now I'm going off the rails. Basically, the, basically the end of the movie Wally. That's basically all we're gonna be. Which, right? By the way, <laughs> if you've never seen Wally, you should watch it because when I saw it the first time, I thought it was pretty stark how they portrayed yeah. society and fast forward to now it's not that crazy it's really not that crazy yeah so uh underrated Mike, underrated great oh yeah very un movie. Oh, I mean, shockingly good actually never talked about when you talk about like the top five pixar movies usually nobody mentions wally but it's actually really really great and it's, uh, it's too close to home maybe i don't yeah, know <laughs> the, whole, the whole thing is great check it, it out great. Well, Mike, I appreciate you talking about, about this topic and, uh, you know, I always like having you on the show. So, yeah. um, appreciate it. And to the listeners, thanks so much. And uh, we'll talk to you next time. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Soulfully Casual with Matt Freights are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network.
Soulfully Casual with Matt Freights is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.